amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right, 
Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. It has been long overdue to expose the truth that the Democrats and Republicans are sucking the life out of America's liberty and usurping our rights at every turn. Now is the time to seize our civil liberties and take back our individual rights. Here on Southern Liberty, we will expose it all. With his musket on his back, the Declaration of Independence in one hand, and the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Roderick Threats. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, you already know I'm your host, Roderick Threats, and welcome to Southern Liberty. You already know how we do on Sundays, people. Hopefully, y'all have had a great weekend. Yeah, enjoyed your family, especially for those of us in, in Florida. It's getting kind of a little bit warmer than it has been, unless you live on the coast and we got the sea breeze that's cutting us down literally 50 degrees every single night. But all in all, um, hopefully y'all have had a, had a great one. Um, y'all stayed out of the, the vitriol uh, of the Ukraine-Russia thing, uh, all that. Because it's all convoluted misinformation nonsense. Yes, I use their term because, you, you know, I had to because for all the dissenters, I got I got to appease their fees for a minute. But you already know. Y'all know how Sundays go. There, There's no fees here. Y'all know I am the captain uh, of coronavirus airlines. And, you know, you need to put your feelings in the overhead bin because we have a lot of uncomfortable on fire conversations on Sunday. If it's not me, it's with somebody else. And, you know, this evening. I have a very uh, special guest on um, a little bit, a little bit about this special guest before I bring her on. I, I found her on, on the TikTok, right? And her first profile was the Miss Luna activist. And for a minute, it caught me off guard. And I was like, wait a minute. What? Wait, 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 wait. And then I started watching more of her videos and I was like, oh, this is satire for real. And it was hilarious. I mean, she was talking about, you know, basically calling out the left on her own hypocrisy. Right. But making a complete satire joke out of the whole thing. Hilarious. And then she came up with her own profile after that. And then she started talking about CRTM public schools. And um, with her being a, a former school teacher in the uh, state of California, I really started tuning into into her message and what she was saying, right? Because, you know, the left will tell us that CRT is not in school. It's not in school. Da, 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 da. And we and y'all know we, I've broken it down on the normal weekday show. CRT, they mask it as DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion, right? And slides it in the curriculum. But it's really it's critical race theory, but under three different letters, right? Like they try to do us with the alphabet agencies and the government. Oh, it's not that, but it's really this. No, it's the same thing, right? So they try to slide it under the radar on us so this young lady here she she's literally called it out like to like down to the minutia the the smallest things that they are doing but in talking about critical race theory and how it's infiltrating our schools she also has a solution um she will be she she's bringing to the table and i i find the solution very viable and it's and yarding the guys already know i'm we're liberty minded, right? We're we're liberty defenders on this show, right? We don't play the left or right. We don't play any. It's all about liberty. The liberty to be able to do what you want, free of government involvement. Right? And, th- and that's what it's all about, down to the local community when we do these things, um, to, to make our country better. We make our country better one city, one county at a time. Right. So without further ado, let me go ahead and 
intro introduced uh my uh, special guest and I know she's in Florida somewhere close by <laughs> so all of us South Floridians that's listening to public radio y'all 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 peel y'all ear in here and listen at this hot fire about to come through this microphone on you um without further ado let me introduce Miss Kali Fontania good evening ma'am how are you hello 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 i definitely believe in southern liberty as someone who has moved from california to florida this is the state of liberty and i'm enjoying it so much yes lord yes <laughs> yes we 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 definitely love what we we've, we've had to We've had. I mean, I've only been back in Florida uh, since uh, since April of last year. But you know, like we we've we we've always been the state of liberty, right? And we've had to fight tooth mm. and nail for it mm. every bit of the way. And then with coronavirus and all that going on, we 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 seen we we seen the hoopla around all of that, right? And we just oh, see yeah. like states just say, you know what, we're done. Your your civil liberties don't matter. We have to appease the other people, right? So we can get money off the coronavirus and all that stuff. And while mm-hmm. all that was going on, they were sliding in critical race theory while people were distracted with coronavirus. They were sneaking critical race theory in the school. And with you being a former uh, teacher in the state of California, you definitely have some uh, insight on this being on literally on the front line. So uh, before we get completely into your story, uh, go ahead and tell uh, uh, the audience who you are, um, you know, what you did, et cetera, et cetera, accolades, all that good stuff. Introduce yourself. Sure. So I am a 15 year public school teacher, public educator. I started very young, 22. I was a substitute teacher. I loved it. I live, eat, breathe, teaching. I love young people. I taught middle school. I taught elementary school. I taught high school. That's one thing. I like to skip around the age because I do get a little tired of it. About, after about three years, I need a change. And uh, um, I taught in Salinas, California, which if people are familiar with California, Salinas has a high um, immigrant population. It has a, also a high gang population, but the children are wonderful. I taught the English learners, I taught the low readers, and I have an English credential, uh, master's in education, and I, like I said, I live, eat, breathe teaching, but this last two years I've just seen, especially in California, the destruction of our young people and the destruction of our public education system. I don't know how parents are still keeping their kids in, a public, in public schools in California. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, Cali- Florida was lucky because you guys – you guys opened up, you know, you guys were the first state to open up and have the kids come back to school. I remember being in California at the time and hearing on the news, oh, Florida, Florida's opening up their schools. It's, it's going to cause, it's going to, DeSantis is killing his population, <laughs> you know, and we're, right. we're, us teachers, we're stuck teaching online, right? While you guys are open this whole year. In California, they stayed closed the whole 2020, 2021 school year. I taught students online. And I was teaching high school at the time, and I was teaching the English language learners, and I had kids having their kids, their younger siblings in their lap while taking their lessons. It was insane, absolutely insane. And I just knew that this is unprecedented. They did not shut down schools. Like, we had a point where our bathrooms weren't working, and they brought in porta-potties. Like, they don't shut down the school for anything. They want to keep those bodies in the classroom. And so when they shut down for a year and a half, I was like, this is insane. 
So, um, but the good thing that happened from that is we were able to see some of these lessons that these teachers are giving our kids because parents were actually able to look at what was happening um, with the online education. Right, right, and there, there's been there's huge controversies about that, and there, there is some teachers that got really belligerent by saying, "Well, you're you're invading the privacy of the other students. You're <laughs> standing over the kid's shoulder," and, and I'm sitting here like, "Wait a minute, how does that even make sense? Uh-huh. You, no, you, you no, are." No. I mean, we have to look at right, especially when you're looking at virtual, right? If even if you're in that you're in that person's home on a virtual device like the computer, right? You are still a guest in that person's home. Like, yep. no, no, that's not how this works. We can close that laptop and you're gone. Right. I mean, it's game over. You are a guest in my house. If you're talking to my child in my house through that computer screen yep. for you to tell me that. I shouldn't be looking at what my child is doing. No, 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 no. Sorry, not in my house, boo-boo. Okay? Like, real talk. That's not how this is going down. And that wasn't, you know, that was just an excuse given by the teachers. They actually were freaking out over the fact that parents were actually able to see what they were teaching and what they were brainwashing their kids with. They were just using the invasion of privacy or whatever as an excuse. Right. Right. That's that, that's that's exactly correct. And I mean, we in the videos that came out from that, like one, you know, one teacher was talking about, uh, you know, the one that one big viral one I remember from what, 2020, 2020. Yeah, from 2020 was uh, Trump's a Nazi. And if your parents like Trump, then they don't know anything. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait. No, boo boo. Don't bring that to the classroom. You know what I mean? And it just in other subsequent mm-hmm. videos, right, with that and, and it's like you're talking about politics when you're supposed to be teaching the children what you know what I mean, reading, writing and arithmetic. I mean, that's just basic, right? I mean I think we yeah. all agree that political opinions and all that stuff does not belong in the classroom, but yet they use that tool, right? And this is when I started noticing too critical race theory. And let me know if I'm wrong, Kali. But mm-hmm. when they started talking about politics in a classroom and sliding in things like, you know, Trump's this racist, right? He's a white supremacist, right? That's what caught my eye, right? Because I, I, I'm a type of person that I. I I think all the way down to the the small building block of the whole thing. How are they going to build up to this to propagate this and make it normal? And it started with Trump's a racist. Republicans are racist. They're white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Right. But then look over here at the dear Democrats. Look at this black leader. He is so great for the people. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, bam, it's right in our face. So I don't know. So, so from your experience teaching, Right. In California. When did you start noticing it creeping into the education? Um, it was actually the Obama, the Obama era, because, oh. you know, like, the, yeah, the first black president they had, you know, I, I'll never forget. I was teaching uh, middle school at the time and they actually shut down our final period class and had all the kids go into the cafeteria to watch Obama's speech to um, to, the, to on education. And now, of course, that would have never happened under Trump. They would have never right. shut down class and had all the kids go and watch, you know. And then we were supposed to have this discussion afterwards about it, saying all the great things that he said. And 
And there was a lot of like, you know, I guess the best way to put it is patriotism towards Obama during that eight years when he was president. And as soon as Trump became president, that got shut down. And so, you know, in fact, the opposite was allowed. We had, I had a, there was a teacher in our district that had Trump as a clown poster in their, uh, on their door, you know. Um, we had teachers that have Che Guevara flags in their classroom. But Whoa. if I, anyone dared to have, yeah, exactly. If anyone dared to have a, uh, you know, tr- maybe a, anything pro-Trump, anything, you know, about our current president at the time, you would have, you, they would have asked you to take it down. There was no way. There was no way that you could support our president in, in uh, a California district right now, especially in a more left-leaning area. So, um, yeah, I would say it was during Obama, it got really like, if you don't support Obama, then you are, you know, a bad person. <laughs> You're a racist, right? Right. It with that because mm-hmm. he was the first black president. So if you spoke against him, it wasn't because of his policies. It was obviously because you're a racist, you know? So um, it started with Obama and then it went, then just turn up that crank when Trump came in because all of the hate towards him and they moralized everything. So, so you know, if you are pro-Trump, then you are definitely, you know, someone who is pro-white supremacy because they, they tied everything to, they tied morals to politics. So that's why right. the left feels emboldened to speak up about it because they're like, I'm a morally superior person. I'm not a racist because I don't, I, you know, support Kamala or whatever. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a slippery slope for a while. And I have to say that even though we're, you know, you may feel like you're protected in Florida, but there are still the teachers unions are usually always and the school boards, even here in Florida are usually more left-leaning unless you have a really protected county. But um, I would say that most counties in Florida, you know, even the county that I'm living in, our school board is more left-leaning. So they allow a lot of these stuff, a lot of this stuff to happen in our public schools. So, and also the teachers feel emboldened whether they're, you know, they feel emboldened to be able to share whatever they want with your kids, um, because, especially on that side, the people that are on that side. And there's a lot of teachers like that in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one one hundred percent. Now, I grew up in Northeast Florida, right? And we're so I'm forty six, uh-huh. right? So you know, I grew yeah. up in Northeast Florida in the you know early eighties. I mean, through the eighties and the early nineties, and education then was so it, it, it's a stark contrasting difference, right? Because oh, yeah. you know we had you know we had Florida history, right? We had literally a class in in high school that was Florida history and you had to take it two years, right? We had, you know, two years of American history. We had to take as a mandatory class to graduate, right? All these different things, right? About our history. But then we, and you know, my, my, my old uh, elderly self, (laughs) look at the education uh, doctrine today in Florida. And I'm like, it's literally a 540, not even 540, it's a 720. They've just turned it completely around in so many different circles. And I sit here and I, I, I ask, you know, where, what happened to this? Oh, that was that's like white supremacy. What? Yep. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Or the history is white supremacy, right? I mean, I remember when I was in school, we had to memorize all the counties and the county seats in Florida. Like, mm. you know, that deep, right? And half of these kids can't tell you what counties neighbor them. Yeah. Right? Nope. They can't tell you about like Ponce de Leon. Right. You know, Ponce de Leon actually being the first European nor second European to actually touch American soil. Right. They teach him Christopher Columbus, but they forget about 1513 and St. Augustine. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's that little stuff like that. But then they say, oh, we need to teach critical race theory because uh, 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 history has been whitewashed. I say, no, 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 no. Y'all removed it. It ain't been whitewashed. Y'all removed it. Yeah. Right. Y'all, y'all removed those, those those little those little things, you know. When, when it when it comes to you know school, they took civics out right during that time. They took civics out. Kids can't tell you how how a bill becomes a law. They just think a bunch of people go to Washington and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, we'll do this," and then and then, and then you know they, they'll write it down and then they'll vote I or no and then all that good stuff, but. We get now, like I said, we get now, right? And you've been teaching for 20-some-odd. You were teaching for 20-some-odd years, I should say, if that's correct, right? Um, where we've gotten to a point where, I, I, I guess, I, I think the best way to call it is postmodernist teaching. What, 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 what do you think about that statement? It's postmodernist yeah, I teaching. A, I think that's a good, I, I, you know what? I constantly remind parents that, what you experienced in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s as a child going to public school is completely different than what your child is experiencing now. And it is the, we, we see it in our test scores. Our students are, are falling, they're falling behind. We're also having more developmental issues. We're also having more um, psychological issues with our kids. And I think a lot of it has to do with our public schools. And what you're saying about rewriting history or erasing history is absolutely true. Anything that, that paints America in a positive light and our history in a positive light is now being demonized. And that is, that's definitely critical race theory to a T. Because actually, critical race theory isn't necessarily the teaching of history. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a lie from the left when, 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 things, right. when there's a ban on critical race theory. That does not mean we're going to ban teaching the hard history of America, which I still, which is very important to teach, you know. Right. But we also need to remember to balance things out because the Western civilization is actually what got rid of slavery done on a on a massive legal scale. Because let's right. not forget that slavery was legal worldwide 
we live in a completely different world now. We don't know. We, we you know, there's still slavery, definitely, but it's illegal. You know, there's right. human trafficking, but it's illegal. But back then, that was yep. like a normal part of society, of of world society, was slavery, and for thousands of years, yes. it was actually Western civilization that put it to a stop. Right. But we don't. But now, if we talk about that now, no, 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 no. It's all, it's all the white man, and they were. They were horrible, and they did all this. No, they were just participating in a system that was already well-established. And the fact that we put it to a stop is something that should be praised instead of something that should be demonized. And now we're trying to act like we need to pay people for slavery that they didn't even experience. And these are the same people that ignore current slavery right now, like the slave wages for Nikes. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the 18 million slaves in India, because there's currently, a, but, but, you know, India is not a white country, so, of course, they're not going to talk about India and their 18 right. million current slaves. Uh-huh. Or yep. the fact that there's <laughs> child labor on cocoa farms, and I do a project with my students called Child Labor on Cocoa Farms in, on the coast in Africa, where they learn about the fact that these families are selling their children to cocoa farms as slaves. But no, nope, yep. no, no, they don't care about that. They're going to eat, you know, they, they're just going to turn a blind eye to that. But, but they sure do want to check from the government for slavery. Which mm-hmm. I think is just ridiculous. It, and it, it, it's creating this <laughs> anger. There's just yeah. so much anger. You know? Uh-huh. And you and I, we experience the anger from our fellow black Americans. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. You talk about this stuff and you get so much hate. So much hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no doubt about it. I mean, we, we, I mean, they don't even talk about the Uyghurs. Right. They don't talk about the Uyghurs in China either. Right. The one point six million Uyghurs that are in captivity. Uh Right. And they're literally like organ organ. I mean, the worst of this worst slavery. Right. They're organ harvesting. They're cutting their hair, exporting it like that's the worst of the worst. Right. I mean, we don't even want to get into talking about the eunuchs. Oh. Right. <laughs> that came out that that were castrated. Right. Um, yeah. d- during the during the East African slave trade that that went out of Kenya. Right. They don't want to talk about mm-hmm. these things. Right. Because it makes them uncomfortable. Oh. Right. And going back to your point about, you know, what the, the West abolishing slavery first. Right. People have to understand, even though there were slaves in the United States. The founding fathers paved the way to abolish it with the three fifths clause. People take the three fifths mm-hmm. clause as a as a as a such a negative. I said people have to think about this, right? By the time the Constitution was ratified, all slavery in the North was abolished, except mm-hmm. for Delaware. All slavery had been abolished in the North, but Delaware, but all the Southern states held on to their slaves. So they gave the three-fifths compromise was part of that. That was part of them trying to neutralize slavery, which they ended up doing Mm -hmm. 70 years later, well, 80 years later, right? When the Southern economy started collapsing and Lincoln saw the opportunity, boom, 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 we're done with it. Right. But that's another story for another. I can talk about that stuff all day long. That's my jam. But (laughs) That, but you're right, though. They, they they sit here and say that they want to, uh, you know, they, they they want to call it history, but then slide, you know, again slide in with the fact that um, we need to make the white man mad. We need to punish the white man for yeah. what he's done. And I'm sitting here, right? And, and and let me know if I'm going off on a crazy tangent here, Khalid, but. 
you can't the, the, the same people that propagate CRT, right? Sit here and scream systemic racism, right? Yep. We all agree systemic racism or the narrative of racism was created by a white man. Okay. Why would you try to browbeat a white person with the system they created? Right? See, 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 see what I'm saying? Because they try to say that, oh, well, black people can't be racist. They don't be prejudiced because they don't hold the power. But you are giving them power when you try to browbeat white folks with the same system they created. Why are you not operating outside of that system that you claim that is oppressing you? Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, that no, that makes I mean, think about who controls. Okay, so kids are being taught, and this is exactly what critical race theory is. is it? Mm-hmm. it basically tells students that, you know, that every institution in America is founded on racism and that those institutions are still currently oppressing the minority students and giving favor to white, white Americans. And then it also is teaching students that a colorblind society is actually a white construct. We shouldn't be colorblind. And then it also is teaching that that um, uh, that kids that that there's privilege and then there's the oppressed. There's a two class system in America. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying when you're saying that 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 they're actually participating in the system that's oppressing them, well, think about who controls our colleges. Yep. Usually, it's they're very left leaning. <laughs> Who controls our schools? The teachers' unions are super left leaning. They're like basically mm-hmm. an arm of the Democrat Party. Yep. You know, so so if you really want to claim these these institutions are oppressing you, why aren't you pointing to the actual party that's controlling these institutions? Mm-hmm. You know, but that, they don't. They they right. you know anything to cover for the Democrat Party. They just like to have. They just you know, it's just it's pretty sad. It's pretty. It's their their arguments are pathetic. But our children are so vulnerable, and that's why they are very much set on getting these messages to our kids because they're in their stages of development. They're still coming up with their morals and values. They're still learning about the world. They're still, you know, getting their world perspective. You know, when you talk to someone like you and I, we're pretty much settled. Like, I'm not going to go back to the Democrat Party. There's nothing you could do to get me to go back to that party. I used to be, you know, on the left, but... I woke up, you know, right. but these kids are still finding their identity and they're taking advantage of that and they're putting these messages into children and it's so damaging. It's so, da- I mean, okay, for example, my students, because in California, in my district, they were requiring all the ninth graders to take this class course called ethnic studies, which is going to be required for all kids in California to graduate. And it has a ton of critical race theory in it. So one of the first things that, that the teacher had the students do, and I have screenshots of everything and I've been exposing it online. Anyways, one of the first things the teachers had the students do was take a privilege quiz. Mm-hmm. And, and she, had, you know, she had them all take this quiz and then basically rank themselves amongst their classmates based on privilege. Now, of course, these questions are loaded. You know, they come from the perspective of a leftist teacher, right? So right. these kids are already, they're already dividing our children like this and saying, oh, you're the most privileged, you're on top. There was even a question on, were you surprised that you were on top or were you surprised that you were on the bottom? Like, what are they doing to our kids by dividing them like this? This is not going to end well at all, you know? And look at the fruits of it. This is only creating more racism in America. I have not, yeah. you know, I'm 40 years old. I'm turning 40 this year. 
and I have not seen more racism until this last two years. It has become oh, yeah. nuts, you right. know? <laughs> right. And you know, the thing is, too, right? And, and, and I've talked about the colorblind thing, right? And, and I, I, br- I break yeah. down colorblindness a different way, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, personally, I personally think we should be talking about color acceptance because colorblindness comes out of the narrative of racism, right? That, that's, that's a leftist term. Right. They, yeah. they want you to say, oh, yeah, because it's a it becomes a defense mechanism, because think about this a minute. Right. How if we look at the left right paradigm, right, the right is always accused of racism. So what is their first defense? I'm not a racist. I'm colorblind. Right. That's always yeah. the rebuttal because it's been indoctrinated mm-hmm. into the right to say that to deflect away or, you know, to push, get people just out of their face. We need to go to color acceptance. Hey, Kali, I see that you're, you know, you're, you're black. Okay. And right. We move on. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's it. And yeah. <laughs> thank you. Right. And, and color th- someone's eyes. right. Ex- brown eyes. Cool. Ex- <laughs> exactly. And that's how we have to look at it. We have to look at it as accepting yeah. color because America, right. Is the first na- first nation to ever achieve multicultural success, right? We're the first. So that's why the colorblindness narrative was created out of that quote unquote system they call racism, right? To browbeat people and push them back so they wouldn't speak on race issues. I don't care if you're a white person, if you're Indian, if you're Native American, if you're First Nations, whatever. If there is a race issue, you need to step up and speak on it, period, yeah. right? You can't just give one one group of people the narrative to browbeat, to try to browbeat you with it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I try to shy away and get people in my, 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 my liberty defenders that listen, they understand that concept. And a lot of them has drawn away from Simon Culver. I say, okay, yeah, you're black and, right? That's almost a rebuttal yeah. and. You know what I mean? Why does yeah. that matter in this instance, right? Why does that matter? And I think that's great for adults. But mm-hmm. we got to think about children here. You know, I'm yes. coming from the perspective of children, and these teachers are telling children, no, you shouldn't, you should be judging based on color. You right. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole, like, that's the whole, you know, narrative that's going on right now, is that you need to be recognizing the, the color and treating people differently based on their color. So, for example, teachers are getting trainings right now where they're being taught to, to treat their black and brown kids differently than their white kids. Yes. You know, that's why, you know, we're having homework become, you know, in San Diego, they got rid of homework because they noticed that the black and brown kids weren't doing well at homework. So they just decided, oh, we're just going to get rid of homework because they're not doing well. at it. So mm-hmm. Helping those children elevate to the standard, you know. Yes. Um, or, you know, so there is definitely, they're having, you know, white kids make, acknowledge their privilege and, and well, have look to at, pledges to, look at know, what Kate, stuff. look at what Kate Brown did, yeah. right? The, just get rid of standardized testing. We're done. We're, we're not even, we're not even yeah. given standardized testing. I'm like, well, wait a minute, because her statement was it affects people of color which i hate that word yep. but it affects yeah, me too. Oh. what what do you mean it affects people it will affect them because if you're giving people diplomas they can't add two plus two you got a bigger problem in your hand but you know what uh, miss Kali? like i wouldn't expect anything different out of a state that still has jim crow laws on the book i wouldn't expect any different mm. 
Mm-hmm. I would not expect any different out of a state like that. And it's not the people's fault, right, per se, right? It's the people that have a stranglehold on the government's fault that, uh, that allows this, this cycle of Jim Crow, that, that, that undercurrent of Jim Crow cycle in perpetuity up there, right? But, you know, doing things like that, like you say, take away the homework. Like, what? Wait a minute. We're trying to educate our, our, our black and brown folk, and you're trying to literally strip it away from them. In under the guise of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, if you're going to go diversity, equity, and inclusion in education, and you're trying to get the people of color or the BIPOC people on level with white folks, why are you stripping away the testing they have to take to be on level? It yep. just it, it mind boggles and me. Someone, yes. And as someone who has worked with black and brown kids my whole career, they are absolutely, totally, and completely capable of meeting those standards and, you know, throwing them out the window, basically. You know, like, just going, rising above and beyond if they have a teacher that knows how to motivate them and doesn't treat them like little victims all day long and doesn't let them get away with, you know, acting up and being like, oh, they're acting from a place of internalized oppression because that's what else is happening. So in California, they got rid of being able to suspend kids for willful defiance. So that means if a child is cussing out a teacher or, or abusive towards a teacher or is not doing, wanting, doing what they want to do over and over again every single day, you can't suspend that kid. The reason why they did that is because they saw that there was a higher suspension rate amongst black and brown kids. So they got rid of right. the policy. So yep. now these kids are no longer responsible for their actions because instead of taking responsibility for themselves and what they're doing is, oh, my teachers are racist. You know, and so it's just creating such a problem. And we're going to see we're going to continue to see the fruits of this. and It's going to be bad. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Look at what happened during George Floyd. I hate to say this, but it was breaking my heart to see so many young black Americans out looting and jumping on. We're still seeing it now with the smash and grab. Those yes. aren't Asian kids out doing smash and grabs. Nope. Those aren't white kids doing out out doing smash and grabs. Grabs. It's black kids, yep. and they feel a right to do this because they're coming from a place of internalized oppression, and they had yes. you know all these Democrats cheering them on while they were out looting and they were bailing them out. You know. Yep. And <laughs> so it's it's just it's just so bad. And when you speak up on this stuff, and that's the scary part, when you speak up on this stuff. You, especially if you're not right, the right skin color, you could lose your job. Yeah. You will get bullied. You will get. I mean, I get bullied all the time. I expose it on TikTok and I'll expose it on Instagram. Just all the <laughs> hate speech that you receive. It's right. nuts. Like, yes, I have is. never been called so many racial slurs until this last year and a half, and it's not coming from people on the right. These are people on the left. That and it, 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 and it's our skin folk that's doing it, and I'm sitting yeah. here right yeah. again. And we got we got to go to break. I got thirty seconds before we got to hit hit the break uh-huh. button. I get the red light, but they sit here right again, right? Going back to what I said about systemic racism, but yet use the oppressor's language to yeah. demonize your like again. This whole circular thing is like, whew, Lord Jesus, yeah. no, yeah. they they ought not know their wicked ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. It's crazy, but. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We got to go to break real quick. Y'all in the chat, hang on. Y'all out there in South Florida land listening to your calls and all that good stuff. Y'all hang on a minute. We'll be back here in six. You know what to do. CWC, cheese, wine, and crackers. Do the thing. We'll be back. of Ukrainians. I'm Joe Chiro, Fox News. That's what Ukrainian President Zelensky warns will happen if the West does not do more. Cities and towns across the country being reduced to rubble and civilians being targeted. Fox's Benjamin Hall is in Kyiv. Today, Vladimir Putin insisted his campaign was going to plan and that it would not end until Kyiv stopped fighting. Meantime, civilian death toll just keeps rising. In the town of Irpin, is about 15 miles northwest of the capital. Fierce fighting continued today and heavy shelling as well as armed clashes forced civilians to take cover. Meanwhile, in Mariupol, efforts to evacuate 200,000 people from the heavily bombarded city fell apart for a second day in a row as Russian forces continued firing around the humanitarian corridors to help them evacuate. A pro-Ukrainian rally today in Washington, D.C. Ohio Senator Robert Portman told the crowd Ukrainians need more support from the U.S. We must do more to tighten the sanctions, to tighten the noose on the Putin economy. We must do more to provide more military assistance to Ukraine. We must send more weapons, including anti-tank, anti-air equipment. The Biden administration is asking Congress for $10 billion in additional military aid for Ukraine. Vice President Kamala Harris visiting Selma, Alabama to help commemorate the 57th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, the day in 1965 when white state troopers attacked black voting rights marchers trying to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge. They knew that if they wanted true freedom, if they wanted to claim what was theirs by birth and by right, they had to march on this bridge. President Biden today renewed his call for passage of voting legislation. America is listening to Fox News. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, Truebill users save $720 a year. 
Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Fox News. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Fox News. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Fox News. A stark warning Saturday from the State Department. Americans should get out of Russia now. Fox's Jill Nato reports. Do not travel to Russia due to unprovoked and unjustified attacks by Russian military forces in Ukraine. That comes from a new State Department travel advisory that says Americans living in or traveling in Russia should depart immediately. The state's concerned about the potential for harassment against U.S. citizens by Russian security officials. They're also worried about the U.S. Embassy's limited ability to assist Americans. State says Limited commercial flights out of Russia are still available. Overland routes by car are also open. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. President Biden makes a trip to Texas this week. Fox's Jeff Manasso with a preview. The president will visit Fort Worth Tuesday to talk veteran affairs in a discussion the White House says that will center around upholding the country's sacred obligation to veterans. In line with comments the president made during his State of the Union speech for Congress to pass a law bolstering veteran benefits. The president has been traveling more this year to promote his agenda and as he looks to salvage low approval ratings over the economy, crime, the border, and his handling of the COVID crisis amid strong headwinds for Democrats heading into the 2022 midterms. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Authorities in Illinois say a 24-year-old man has been charged with the attempted murder of two Chicago police officers at an outdoor hot dog stand. The man was arrested shortly after the shooting Friday morning. The officer's injuries are said to not be life-threatening. The suspect is charged with two counts of attempted murder, one felony count of possession of a controlled substance, and a misdemeanor count of possession of cannabis. I'm Joe Chief, Fox News. It's a hard time for hiring. You need a hiring partner built for hard times. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Finding great talent doesn't have to be a second job. You can hire faster and better with Indeed through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring All right, we'll be back in 10 seconds. Grow. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Fox. Offer valid through March 31st. First, go to Indeed.com slash Fox to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Fox. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Welcome back, Southern Liberty. I know y'all appreciate that backstage talk. Figured y'all would enjoy that. If you're not part of the uh, BPMG Southern Liberty family, make sure y'all come through on patreon.bpmg.us. Also, one if you want to do it one time, bmc.bpmg.us. And make sure you are sharing this uh, Southern Liberty podcast on all your social medias, all that good stuff. And just so you know, Southern Liberty Special is only available for a replay on the Patreon. You already know how that goes down. So make sure if you want to re-listen to this episode, sign up for the Patreon. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast channels, including Amazon, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. So, you already know, we have Miss... Miss Kali Fontania here, former school teacher out of California, found her way to liberty. And you know, the second half of any show, we talk about solutions to the problems. We done exacerbated and beat the dead horse. Now we gotta, we have to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Kali, uh, I saw your video where you talked about Exodus. I even went to the website, mm-hmm. checked it out, and I was like, hmm, this is what's up. This is this is this is what we need. So, um, explain um, the, how, how, the how the brainchild of Exodus came into existence, and explain what, you know what your purpose is going to be of it, etc. Well, Exodus Institute is going to be a K through twelve online academy, fully accredited, national, nationally accredited. Um, we are, it's my husband and I that are putting it together. He is also an educator. He was also a teacher in California for three years. He was an accountant before that. He has a master's in education as well. And, um, you know, I have been very outspoken about what's going on in our schools. I've even been on Fox News. I was just on the Ingram angle like three weeks ago. And I can't get a job in a public school now. After exposing these lessons and sharing screenshots nationally, you know, if a person goes and looks up my name, a principal, they're not going to hire me. So I, not only do I need to open up this school just because I want to do it for the people of America, but I need to do it so I can still, you know, survive and do what I love. Because once you go, you know, once you expose this stuff, you get blacklisted in, you know, in, 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 uh, in, acad- in the academic world, you know, even, so... Um, so this school is going to be, it's definitely a major dream, and I can't believe that, you know, God has given me this purpose, but it's going to be something that no, nothing like, there's nothing like this in America. What we are going to be doing is debunking some of these brainwashing lessons and myths that they're putting on our kids, and there is no school in America currently doing that right now. You can maybe get, you know, some pro-America lessons in, in, you know, to put them in a private school or whatever, but you're not going to get a lesson that actually undoes, undoes some of the indoctrination that these kids are getting. And what's great about our program is we can offer a full program. So let, let's say you don't want to do anything. You don't want to be the one to teach your own child. And I get it. Some people just don't have that gift of being a teacher. They just want to be a mother or a father, right? Um, so you can, you can have your child enroll in our program, and we will be, take care of everything. 
Or you can do the supplemental program where you can just get lessons just um, that are that can be added to your program. Like let's say you already are homeschooling your child and you and you want to just add some really good lessons from credentialed teachers. Well, you can do our supplemental program. Or if you're a parent that still has your kid in public schools and your kid comes home talking about how great communism is, you can put, send them to Exodus Institute. We have a whole, we're going to have a whole series on communism and capitalism and just, you know, the different forms of government and basically debunking the kind of stuff that, that your kids are getting in schools from these left-leaning teachers. So we offer two programs, fully accredited K-12, through where you can have everything done by us, or a supplemental program where we just offer lessons that, you know, are on demand and just, you know, go with whatever education, educational, uh, schooling that your child has already having. So yeah, it's really exciting. It's a huge project. We're hoping to launch by April of this in a month. And nice. um, we're doing a lot of work. Yeah. And, and, the, and they can find information on it at thinkexodus.org. And my husband and I will be delivering lessons, but we're also partnering with other, um, you know, non-leftist teachers to, to give our full K-12 program. See, I like that. I like that. That that's that 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 gives me uh, goosebumps actually because <laughs> you, you know it, it's it's an undertaking. It's a huge undertaking, right? Uh, I mean, Ooh. when when it when it comes to education, the government has cornered the market, yep. right, on education, right, and that's one place. They will. They want to stay, right? That's you know the the yep. was it the the uh, the NEA and and all those other um um uh phew, what I was gonna say um all those other entities school the those school teacher associations like that that are even local that are going to be against you. I mean, this is literally an uphill climb that a lot of people, you know, they. They, they're scared to undertake. So, you know, hearing you talk about it, and like I said, I've seen the information you've, you put out there on it, et cetera. It just, it gives me goosebumps because it's, it's something I, I know that it's going to do a lot of good, but, you know, the pressure, I'm sure you can stand the pressure from the teachers unions and the NEA and the, the government, the Department of Education, because, I mean, we see the pressure now with them with, uh, with charter schools. We see the pressures yeah. they put they, they they put on them, right? So, um, you know, so I, I I'm glad someone is finally you know taking the uh, the Booker T approach to education, absolutely right, absolutely. And, and and reclaiming you know our our children's minds, our future generations' minds from this uh, Satanist, communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call it, just this evil leftist ideology, postmodernism, all that's included in that nice little package, um, you know, to try to snatch their minds away from it. Because, I mean, postmodernism feels good, right? I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's a feel-good thing, right? Because postmodernism says there's no universal or absolute truths. So they can, they, they can lie to themselves, right, yeah. about anything. And it, it's fact because I said it, right, everything anecdotal, right, in postmodernism, everything that's anecdotal is fact. And anything that's universal fact or universal truth is not so universal because it's not applicable to them. But then they want to turn around, right, and take the fatalistic approach to 
postmodernism and say, but all of these people, right, they all suffer from this because of their skin color. They all suffer from this, no matter where they are. And if they become successful or anything of that nature, then they've had to uh, suck up or kowtow to the white man to get where they wanted. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, what? How does that work? Like, <laughs> so they call like Asians, you know, because Asians currently have the highest income in America. Like, right. More the white. In fact, an Asian female woman makes more than a white man on average. Yes. <laughs> so that's why they have to call them white adjacent, you know. Right. Or 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 their skin tone matters. Right. When it when it when it comes to like what happened in Atlanta last year. Right. When that guy went in those massage parlors and shot all those Asian women, you know, and they're like, no, that's just white supremacy. Stand. Stop Asian hate. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Y'all just called the white adjacent. Now. Now they're now they're BIPOC. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Stop. Stop. Make it stop. But I do have a question for you. The model minority. That's the other one. The model minority. That's like the the model Negro, right? It's like when Joe Biden said, Obama is the first articulate mainstream black man I've ever met. Like, what? He should have been canceled then. Right. Right. Oh, man. Look here. Like, oh, my God. But yeah, it's okay if they do it. So I got a question for you coming out of the chat. And um, this is from uh, Miss Valerie. She's asking, um, do you have a lot of parents already backing you up on this? um, Or you have any parents out of volunteering to help you get it going, etc. Well, we have a current wait list of 800 parents. Whoa! 800? Jeez! Yes! (laughs) Ooh, Lord have mercy! So we're just waiting to launch, and I really want to give a really good product. We're not trying to come janky. So if you look at, like, homeschool stuff, we've done a lot of research on, like, homeschool stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I hate to put it, but it's like the country fair people, you know, the people that are like, I mean, they're no, not to say anything bad about them. They're, they're the ones producing homeschool curriculum and mm-hmm. it's kind of cheesy and it's just a little behind. And so we're really trying to come with something fresh, something cool, something that your students will be like, I want to do an Exodus Institute lesson. Like, like I want to log in and get this done. We're also putting together an incentive program so that when kids get lessons done, they can earn points and then use those points to get stuff from our Exodus store. Because I definitely believe in punishment and reward. You know, like when you get a job, you get paid. People would not work a job if they didn't get paid. You know? That's right. That's so exactly right. We're going to do our students. They're going to have. They're going to earn points from our lessons and be able to use that in our Exodus store and get like Exodus year and stuff like that. So. Um, and then we're also developing our lessons right now. Like I just wrote one today. I actually worked on it for eight hours today on the American dream because um, my students were being taught in their curriculum that the American dream is only for white Americans. Right. And that is like one of the most toxic things you could tell a child in their high school years that they are not able to get that It's too hard for them to get the American dream that the white person is going to have it easy. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Years and them, and, and you know, what, why would you tell? Why would you tell an already cynical teenager that you know it's going to be hard for you? You know, you're supposed to just you're supposed to actually you know blossom their dreams and have them right. like, start dreaming even bigger. You know, like especially in America. So I'm putting together a whole lesson on the American dream right now, and it's going to be. Uh, they're going to look at, you know, rags to riches stories. They're going to actually create their own dream boards. They're going to look at, you know, statistics in America. They're going to look at, compare us to other countries. Like I have a part where they talk, I talk about how in China there was the one child policy. Mm-hmm. Now that's against the American dream. Because in the American dream, you're like, I want a family with three kids or 10 kids. You know, some people are like that. You know? Right. No exactly. Kids. But yep. in China, for, you know, 20 years, you can only have one child. And right. Sterilized women and forced put, um, you know, uh, IUDs in the women four months after they gave birth. The women, eighty yep. percent of Chinese women had to have an IUD put in them yep. against their will. Yep. You know, so I mean, we we live in a country where there's so much opportunity, and these leftists are trying to tell kids that there isn't opportunity. That it's, especially if they're black and brown. And, and, and you so know, that's that's our goal is to really debunk this stuff and encourage kids to find their talents and dreams. And you know what, though, Miss Kelly, it's it's funny, right? And you you say you know you say this right because what what do we see on a TV set, right? You know, they'll sit here and say, yeah, the American dream is not attainable by you know by uh, black and brown people in the United States. Yet at the same time, you have black and brown people on television that are also yeah. telling you this. And I'm like, wait a minute, how are you, uh, Oprah, a billionaire? But you're telling black folk that you can't like anybody with any critical thinking. Right. And and, and that's another important thing with, with children is that instill critical thinking. Like, how can a black woman sit on TV and say you will never make it right because of your skin color? You'll have it rough. But you're a billionaire. Right. I look yep. at people. And actually, she's one of my rags to riches stories in the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she came. She came from nothing out of Chicago. She came yep. out of yep. nothing. And uh-huh. she made it during an era of Jim Crow, right? And, and, and the 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 end fruits of integration. She made it whoopee the same way, right? And and, and it really gets me upset when I see that because like you can't tell these young kids that, right? Because they're gonna be like, oh well, why why do I even try, right? Why even try at this exactly. point, right? And then their test scores go down. Uh-huh. They'll never get into a, yeah. a, a Harvard or a Yale, right, or or uh-huh. anything or anything like that, because they just said, you know, the education doesn't matter, right, at this point, right, because I'm never going to be anything. Or if they strive for the education, they're also told, like, well, you're only going to be relegated to this school. So what we need to do is sign an executive order uh, for public universities to have race uh, race preference, Harvard, right? And I'm like. Wait a minute, you're so you're you're gonna tell you yeah, we're gonna get you into Harvard because it's prestigious, but Harvard is hard. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I know when I because I I I'm an HBCU alum, 
Um, I did my undergrad at Tennessee State, and I did my uh, and I did grad at Vanderbilt. Okay, right across the street, literally uh-huh. in Nashville. Right, and let me tell you something. There were so many kids that came to Vanderbilt fresh, like off the street, freshman year, and and literally flunked out the first semester yep. because mm-hmm. of racial preference. Place and mind you, this is nine. This is ninety. This was ninety six. Because yeah. I graduated Tennessee State in 96. Um, so it was ni- 97. It was 97 when these kids started coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And they started dropping out after the first semester. Like, well, what are you doing? Oh, it was too hard. And I'm like, did you just come straight from high school here? Well, yeah. I said, dude, like, you know, you, it, it's like they're setting, they're setting up black and brown folk for failure. So now they get out mm-hmm. on the street, right? I mean, they, they, they have limited skills at this point. They have a little bit of university knowledge. So they're either relegated to a McDonald's or Burger King until they build up work history. Or they go to the streets and sell drugs. Which, and, right? And it's, just, it's just, you know, there's nothing worse than discouraging someone, you know, especially a young person. Yes. And that's not what's happening. Is they're becoming very discouraged and cynical. Mm-hmm. And it's no wonder that we have these kids in, uh, you know, these colleges that just think America is the worst. They think they are oppressed when they are living in one of the most privileged eras of world history ever. Yes. You know, they're living better than the kings of 200 years ago. You know? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it, I, I I look at, you know, I, I look at everything, right, from social media to, you know, normal life, right? And there is also a stark difference there, right? Because I, I, I talk to, I talk to uh, black folk all the time, right, that are left-leaning here where I live in Palm Beach County. And they they just they want to make money to get out. It's like they don't have that. They they realize like, oh man, I've I've goofed on some chances. I gotta really make it out now, right? And they get that enthusiasm to get out, and they're like, you know, I I need I need to do this hustle. I need to open this business. I need to do a pressure washing thing, or I need to do whatever to you know get me going. Start an LLC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And but we look at social medias, right? And it's like you're you you know you're oppressed, and 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 the, these white folks want to keep you down, and all all that nonsense. You know what I mean? And that that social media nonsense is permeating over into real life, into societal life mm-hmm. at this point where we have at a point where we have, you know, the, these children literally running around trying to fight white folks. Yep. You know, fighting back the police. Right. And I'm sitting here like, What? But then again, that goes back again to what we're talking about is education, right? It's not the proper education, right? It's like everything they do is literally the the school to prison pipeline, right? From the cradle to the grave, as DMX said, right? From the cradle to the grave. That that's how that's how they're they're coddling our black and brown folk. 
And then they use black and brown folk to bolster the carceral system, which they get paid off of because people lack education. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a wicked, vicious cycle that I, I wish I could just take a hammer to him. Like, no, we're done here. But obviously <laughs> we're talking and about it and connect solu- on it. The solution lies in education right? You know, and taking it back. And the thing is, America, we've gotten addicted to this idea that education, the educating of our children should be free. And it really is, you know, I know that it's difficult to put your child in a private school or put your child in, you know, by curriculum and all this stuff. But it's worthy sacrifice. You know, you only have one chance to raise your child. They will never be young again. And you don't know if that year, you know, they may be doing fine, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, still your happy-go-lucky sweet kid, and then they enter seventh grade, and all of a sudden you have this little monster that comes (laughs) And a lot of that can happen from what is happening at their school, you know? They can just totally obliterate all the beautiful things you were teaching your children for many years. They can undo that in a year, you right. know, with the bullying, with the crazy lessons they're getting in class, you know, with the well, lack of, you know, proper socialization. I mean, people think, oh, these kids are, you know, they're getting socialized at school. No, they're not. They're, they're being stuck in a classroom for seven hours a day, and they maybe get a break for a half hour that's unmonitored where they act crazy because they've been stuck in a classroom for seven hours it's a really messed up system and it's so and i really feel sorry for our boys because if you, you know if you know in america our boys are actually failing at a much higher rate than our girls yes they are and um and and they're just being and they and, and they're failing them on educate on the educational basics too they're not even teaching them you know uh our kids are failing so badly in the literacy rates and you know, just being able to write proper sentences and, and share how they're yes. feeling in a way that's eloquent, you know, it's mm-hmm. just bad, bad. Yeah, I, my, 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 my baby is Baltimore, right? And, and I, I've been studying Baltimore since 2007, 2008, right? When, when that story first broke about uh, there's no heating in the classrooms, right, in Baltimore, in the middle of dead winter in Maryland, like, uh, hello, Ooh. like, you know, and... I started finding out some things that was very, very disturbing. Like most m- most black kids, male and female, that graduate high school in Baltimore City schools literally graduate with a, a reading literacy of eighth grade, do math at a seventh grade proficiency. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. And then at that point, it was like I started really digging into your graduation weights. Baltimore City's graduation rate is in the bottom 25% in the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, this is insane. Yet, they get all this money from the federal government. They get all this money from the state. Right? But then they, obviously, right, you, you've probably seen this in California, too. They take that money and they send it to the rich side of the county or the rich side of the district and build a $3 million school like they did in Baltimore. They built the new Frederick Douglass High School in Baltimore on the south end of West Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? $3.9 million school in, 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 in the rich neighborhood. But while people have to go without heat in, in the northern end of West Baltimore, like, are you kidding me at this point? Then they got, you know, then they yeah. got to send kids home, right? Because it's too cold. 
right? So now you're not only not educating them properly, you're cutting what little bit of education they would get by 50% because they're only going to school half the day if they even make it to half a day for they got to send the kids home. So it's like you're again, right? You're setting them up for failure because of operational failures. And then the the doctrine you're teaching them is teaching them they're still going to be less than everyone else. So I want to go ahead. Uh, we, we, we're running, running towards the end on time. So I'm going to let you go ahead and wrap this, wrap this Southern Liberty special up with your final thoughts about education, et cetera, letting people know how to find you on the social medias, how they can find out about Exodus, all that good stuff. Sure. Um, I just want to say, you know, we have a lot going on, or at least the media, like you said at the beginning of your program, the media is really trying to hype up what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. And that is all a distraction from what's happening in our country right now. We were starting to really wake up about what's going on in our, in our schools. We're seeing parents across the nation standing up at school board, school board meetings. They're calling these teachers out. They're getting them fired, which is good because some of these teachers should be fired. Um, and I don't want people to get distracted by what the media is trying to implant in their minds right now. We still have a war going on for our children here domestically, and we need to make sure that we are continuing that fight because our children are our future. And if they are being trained properly, because children are, are being trained, we, we, don't, we don't give birth to kids and then just let them raise themselves. They would just be, you know, vegetables, basically. They wouldn't know how to do anything. We train our children, and so um, you got to make sure that you're keeping that, you know, just on top of what's happening in your child. And Especially, and this is something I've always told my parents because I taught middle school and high school for the last five years, and I always said parents feel like they want to give their child more freedom as they enter their middle school and high school years. Now, yes, give them more freedom, but monitor them more. You know, where are they going? Who are, who's their friends? Who's your teacher? Because that's where it really starts getting bad in middle of school and high school is they start getting these teachers that, you know, are really firmly believe that they need to imprint their morals and values in your child that are opposite of what you have been raising them to do. So be more on top of what's going on in your child's life. Because I've noticed with the younger kids, you go and check on the teacher. You know, you check that teacher out. You're like, who is this teacher? And who's this kid going to, who's my kid going to be in the classroom with all day? But then when the kids get older, you're like, eh, whatever, you know. <laughs> so right, we've sure become lazy. Yeah. Exactly. Make sure you stay on top of what's happening in your child's education. Make the right decisions on, you know, because these are these are um, these decisions can truly affect the child, the, your your child's future. And um, yeah, and if you're interested in looking more into our school, you can find information on it at thinkexodus.org, and you can also find me on social media under my name, Kali Fontanilla. That's K-A-L-I. F-O-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A. But if you go to thinkexodus.org, you can see my name there, and there's also links to all my social media there. So that's the easiest thing to remember. And, you know, just just keep America in your prayers because this is, like I said, we are at war here in America, and it's for the minds of our children. And we are losing it right now. I mean, we're seeing more and more kids that are just, becoming such extremists. I mean, you see videos of it on, on uh, you know, Instagram or, or on Twitter of these kids in college that are just so full of hate and so angry and so 
bigoted. I mean, that's the best way to put it. They're they're just they they are they are against free speech. They hate America. They think this place should burn down. And we we this not, it's not going to end well if we let this continue. So um, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone to keep keep up the fight and don't get distracted. That is all absolute fire. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from Miss Ma'am herself. Absolute fire. That that right there is the message of liberty that warms my heart. Miss Kali carries that flame of liberty, that torch of liberty, right? Like the rest of us do. So there are more of us out there, y'all. There's more of us out there than what the the mainstream media portrays. More than uh, you know. Uh, these people in these social circles portray there's more of us out here we're doing big things out here right we all have to keep each other in our prayers keep each other close encourage each other not to give up right that's that's the ultimate message because if we let the torch of liberty burn out then we will have nothing because again as y'all hear me say all the time without liberty there is no freedom without Liberty, there is no freedom. Until next time, everybody. I appreciate y'all coming through. I appreciate you, Miss Kali, for coming through this evening, spending time with the Southern Liberty family. Um, y'all make sure y'all come through on Monday. You already know what the hell, how that's going to go down. Um, got a couple pieces of legislation that we need to talk about that's going through Congress right now. So we'll get into that. Um, so until next time, y'all, I love y'all. Life, love, liberty, and happiness. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Southern Liberty Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.bpmg.us or leave a rating and review on iTunes. To catch all the latest from Roderick, you can follow him on social media at manofjustice007. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. 
Just because that one perfect coworker is attending meetings, camera on, sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to. Trying to stay on top of things can get you further behind. Instead, use Instacart for tissues to teas, cough drops to soups, delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Oh, and if anyone needs anything, send them to that one perfect coworker. Instacart, delivery you can count on.